Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. We're married. It's different. We have created a whole life together despite everything. A language, a family, some kind of understanding. An intimate knowledge of everything to do with the other person. What would you call that? Nick Hornby, State of the Union. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by my friend Callie Sewell, bookshelf customer, book club member, and fellow Oscars enthusiast. Together, we're deep diving the Academy Awards and what it means for our reading lives. Welcome, Callie. Thanks, Annie. This is so fun. I know this is so fun. Somebody to just like chat about the Oscars with. Yes. So (laughs) Callie and I have been in the same book club for... I don't know know either. Years. Years. Yeah. Um, And that is kind of how we met. And I think mutually discovered that we have a shared appreciation for Oscars, movies, pop culture. So I'm curious. And this ranges everything from like (laughs) The Bachelor to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're not 100% classy all the time. (laughs) There are Bachelor texts going back and forth. Yes. So, yeah, it runs the gamut. Um, But I want to know. When did you kind of fall in love with pop culture? I have my own personal history, but when did you like start watching award shows? When did that become a thing for you? So I think I was a, I was a theater kid growing up, okay. so I think that has a lot to do with it. I didn't it. know that about oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> loved, loved it. Like, I remember like trying out for the basketball team and like just feeling like this is wrong. <laughs> This, this is wrong. Is <laughs> this is incorrect. Like, I think the only thing that thrilled me about that was the idea of, like, going on away games with the boys team, which <laughs> that's not why you play basketball. No. And then I tried out for the play, and I was like, oh, this is right. Oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. So, like, I think, I don't know, just that. And um, my parents would let me stay up late for okay. the Oscars yeah. because they could tell, like, it meant something to me. And yeah. I loved everything from, like, the fashion to the speeches. And I don't know. I think I understood at a younger age, like, being rewarded for creative talent yeah. is important. Yeah. It's valued. And I don't know. I've always loved the Oscars. I So I have two. I was trying to trace it back. I think it really hit me probably high school. That was when, I mean, I'd always liked movies and that version of storytelling, but I think high school is when I became obsessed with, um, pop culture. I read entertainment weekly, like pretty religiously. Uh I watched award shows. And interestingly, I have very vivid memories of being like a senior in high school. And I look back and I'm like, God, what a nerd, but also an early adopter. Pretty pleased. (laughs) Um, I discovered (laughs) (laughs) I discovered TV television recaps through like a website called Television Without Pity. And so I did a lot of work. I because I worked for the newspaper at school and was in the newspaper lab a lot, I had access to a computer and to the internet, and I would frequently read recaps of my favorite TV shows or even shows I hadn't watched. So like 
I don't know, Gilmore Girls or The Bachelor or whatever. So I was very into just pop culture as a whole. Yes, yeah. To the point where uh, we moved, as you know, recently, and I found, oh God, I found my old journals. And I grew up <laughs> pretty conservative Christian, and I found like a <laughs> diary where it was like, things I need to stop doing. Caring about pop culture. <laughs> Who cares about celebrities anyway? And I was like, oh, if, oh. if, if 16-year-old Annie could see me now, <laughs> yeah. I've not changed at all. This did not go away. <laughs> it did not. It did not go away. Um, so I hope an Oscar party every year I have ever since college. I love it. And I'm particularly excited and try to watch as many movies as I can. Yeah. So tell me like in recent memory, let's try to go back like some of your favorite either Oscar moments or Oscar winning movies or like I will tell you that was it two or three years ago, whatever year La La Land didn't win. Oh, yes. But, like, the award show, I feel like, had been pretty good at that point. Like, I think maybe Ellen was the host that year. So it was, like, a pretty good show. But, you know, toward the end, you're you're yeah. kind of running it. out of steam. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching it in my living room, and the party had dwindled at that point. Like, some people had already left. And then they announced and then switched the winner to be Moonlight, which I loved the movie Moonlight. I also loved La La Land. But I, like... I thought, this is why I watched. Like, same, same, same. <laughs> yeah. And it was so like, wait, is this real? Yeah. But his face that was like, <laughs> and they they handled that so well. But like, yeah. that was a good memory yeah, for sure. it was good. So the reason I wanted to talk about the Oscars on the Bookshelf podcast, because the Bookshelf is not really a pop culture podcast, and yet... When you're talking about books, I feel like there's overlap. Totally. So for many book lovers, I think there's this age-old question of like book versus movie. And I'm curious as a reader, mm-hmm. but also as a theater kid and a and a movie lover, like where do you land? I think it's interesting when some artist takes a work of literature and how they see it and or how we see it through their eyes is, yes. is I guess what I'm trying to say. Like yes. Little Women, for example. Yeah. I know there was like a whole <laughs> episode about it, but I, I loved her take of that yes. story. Yeah. And I how, loved it. And how she, instead of maybe telling the story, and we talked about this, like instead of it being told linearly, like th- straight right. through, like in the book, she plays with time. But I didn't find that distracting at all. No, me neither. In fact, I was almost like looking forward to the yes. switches, yes. which is not always the case. Yeah. And like opposite of you, I believe you said, like, so when I read the book, um, Beth's death affected me way more than her not oh. being with Laurie. And okay. I, th- I think it's because I have a sister maybe, uh-huh. but I was crushed. Devastated. Devastated. Like crying and my mom was like trying to console me like this is this is yeah these these are books this is important but man this is a reaction you know but like oh man I just thought the way that Greta Gerwig did Beth's death yeah oh it's beautiful I think oh god it really was so sad it's so sad I was like sobbing yes I think too and you and I both read earlier this year the goldfinch oh which I think had every indication that it should be a movie we're talking about right Right, now. <laughs> right. But instead, total flop. Right. You told me not to see it, and yeah. I haven't. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, I, like, want to leave that book the way yeah. I think of that book. Yeah. And so I'm not touching it. I think – so I think I used to definitely be in the camp where I just – I just would have staunchly told you, oh, the book is always better than the movie. Like, always. And now I think 
I really appreciate movies and TV adaptations yeah. in a way I never did before. I think even about, I liked the book Big Little Lies, but I really loved at least the oh, first season of the show. Me too. I thought it was handled really well. So I think now. I got a cheesy one. You know which movie I liked way better than the oh, book? which one? The Notebook. Oh, no, I feel that. I yeah. read that book and thought, this is this fine. Is, this is okay. This <laughs> yeah. is just okay. Yeah. And I, you know, that's a great yes. rom-com yes. that I love. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. So I think there are these moments. I even think about TV adaptation, actually the new one and the old one. So I loved Anne of Green Gables, like with Megan Follows. Like I grew up with those. And then now there's a Netflix show called Anne with an E. And I think... I still love Anne of Green Gables, but this ability of these artists to turn it into maybe something else yeah. even. It's just a different art form. Yeah, or like what they pick out of the story yes. to show. What to highlight. That I may have like missed as a reader. Yes. So, so I no longer think I totally walk into a movie – being judgy. Yeah, judgy or like, I'm probably not going to like this as much as I like the book. Yes. Yeah. I think I – I don't know. I think that's something adulthood doesn't give many gifts. Yeah. <laughs> but, I feel like, yes. but I feel like maybe the gift it gave me is I can now go into a movie. And I even used to think I couldn't go see a movie without reading the book first. Yeah. And I don't think I play I by those yeah. rules anymore. Yeah, me neither. Okay. So let's talk about some movies. This year's Best Picture noms. There are nine. There How many of them nine. have you seen? Okay. So I have seen The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Little Women. Okay. I have I've seen I guess the only one I saw Parasite that's the only one so I we have mutually not seen 19 so oh, Ford versus Ferrari right and I haven't I have not seen the Joker okay which I know I need to. oh well we'll see yeah we can talk about it so okay so let's get <laughs> Jojo have you seen Jojo? I have not seen yeah, Jojo that's on my like list okay to I'm see hopefully hoping because Thomasville miraculously has it. Yes. We can't believe it. Somebody literally, one of my customers came into the bookshelf last week and she was like, okay, Jojo Rabbit's here. And I was like, okay, gotta go see it. It's gonna be a short window. You gotta go while you can. How many? Yeah, we have one theater in Thomasville and it's got like, I don't know, seven screens. Maybe. Maybe five. Um, and it just, it's real big into the superhero. Yes. Like we get those or Doolittle yeah. will yes. probably weirdly run forever. Yeah. Um, but these movies that we really need to see to check them off our lists might not last no. very long or you'll go in and you'll be the only people in the theater yes. like my husband and I have been before we're like well <laughs> pick a seat yeah wherever you want um okay so let's talk about gosh let's talk a little bit about which of these are our favorites or what do you think is gonna win okay so oh I have to say I I loved 1917 I okay. really did and I kind of went in with low expectations. Uh -huh. you know, World War One story. I just, I surprisingly really, okay. really thought it was a beautiful movie. I've heard that. My friend Courtney, who is in book club, she went and saw it and she adored it. I she's a too. history, yes. history buff, but she said it was stunning. And it is, I think, the odds on favorite it's, for best it's, picture. And it's well-deserved. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a beautiful movie. That's another one. And it's I really a one shot see. movie. Okay. So it's like extremely impressive in that regard. Too. Okay. I wonder if he'll win Best Director or Cinematography or something. Does, he, he, I yeah. mean, he won the Globe for it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. um Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. And it I mean, I was really like I'd see it again. Okay. Oh wow. Really. Like I really enjoyed it and I surprised myself. How I, long I is that movie? Um was it long? It didn't 
feel long. Okay. I was, unlike the Irishman, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like very content the whole time. Is Hot Priest in that? Hot Priest <laughs> is in it. No, there's like all these little surprise cast okay. members that have like these little snippet scenes okay. and you don't realize it. Okay. And the whole time I was trying to place one of the young male yeah. actors, I was like, who is that? I remember seeing him as a child somewhere, like yeah. a young kid. I'm like, Hunger Games? <laughs> and then I got home and I was like, Tommen from Game of Thrones. That's who it is. Oh, that's so funny. And then Richard Madden's in it. So I was okay. like, it's a little mini Game of Thrones reunion. <laughs> but yeah, there's some like big names that have little parts. Little parts but I kind of love that. How does it compare to, did you see a few years ago Dunkirk? I did not see Dunkirk. Oh, I, I really liked Dunkirk. I really did. But I have heard such good things about 1917 that it was one, the previews looked great, but then I thought, this is so terrible, but like I kind of thought, oh, war movie. Like, right. I know. Same. No, so I, that's bad. why I was kind of like low expectations, yeah. but it's one that Clay and I agreed on. Yeah. So we went and I loved it. And he loved it too. Okay. So 1917, that's the favorite. Yes. What else? Is, I will talk briefly about Parasite. So I yeah. loved it. Jordan and I both went. I think I went in thinking it would be more almost horror suspense. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I knew nothing about it. No, like I don't I think, know much about it at all. I think the only reason I went and saw it was probably because Knox and Jamie on the podcast talked about it. And so it was playing in Tallahassee and I thought better go see it. Don't even think I realized it was a subtitled movie till we got in there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, noted. And um, I think that director at the Golden Globes or at some award show, the SAG, somewhere, he said, a world will be opened up to you if you just can get past oh, yes, an inch I and a half that. letters. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's a fantastic It quote. was such a good yes. quote because he's so right. Like I, Jordan and I were completely mesmerized by Parasite. Okay. Um, subtitles did not bother me at all. And it is such good social commentary on class and privilege without feeling like it because it's yeah. also just a really good story but very witty it's definitely got this suspense element and intensity to it but it's also just really smart I really liked it I think it'll win foreign film okay because I've heard it's up for that too like yes, I think it's up it for is. both yes so I think it'll win foreign film I wouldn't mind seeing it win overall but I just don't know if the Acad I feel like the Academy will pick 1917 it was or I've read somewhere I can't remember it might have been like Hollywood Reporter or something like that but how Hollywood likes movies about Hollywood. Yes. And so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I have to say, I don't always love Quentin Tarantino's movies. Yeah. They're not always my bag. But let's Clay, talk about it. Clay likes them. So okay. I'll go see him. Yeah. I surprisingly really liked it. Okay. Jordan and I rented it. Okay. This is our first Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, we man. realized we'd <laughs> never seen one before. I <laughs> lots of blood. I, there is lots of blood. <laughs> always. And yet I fell asleep. You did. I fell asleep multiple times. Oh. And then, but I, to be honest with you, then I had a friend who loves Quentin Tarantino and he was like, but he takes a point of history and then like turns it on its head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I felt like once I had somebody explain like it to context, me. Like some context. Yes. Like why I should like this yes. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I was watching and all it made me want to do was like read a true crime book about the Manson murders. Yeah. Like <laughs> Which for some reason, like I, that, I, I knew it was about an actor and his, his stunt man. Yeah. But I guess I missed the bit about the Manson aspect. I think so you was... went in better off, maybe. I think I went in with the wrong expectation. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. do. I think I would have been better off just thinking it was about Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters. Yes. I think, and old Hollywood. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
And then I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is about the the Manson case. That's Sharon Tate. Yes. And, and I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. Yeah. I can't watch this go down. And and Clay was like, no, 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 we need to see it through. And so I was like, you were about to tap out. About to tap out, but yes. so glad I didn't. Yes. So I surprisingly was really happy with that movie. And I do not always love his movies. I think Brad Pitt is going to oh, win the... He was so good. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah. I think he's got that locked up. I think so too. Um, I'm a little bummed because Best Actress is probably, they're saying, going to go to Renee Zellweger. Yeah. For, and I, Have you seen it? I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't seen I Judy. And I, just, I just don't want to. I know. I'm not interested I'm not at interested. all. I'm not interested. I don't know why either. Um, and then Renee Zellweger, her speeches and stuff have been so... So awkward. Uh, so weird. So awkward. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay, let's talk... Let's talk a little bit about Marriage Story. Oh. Okay. So I – this is on Netflix. Anybody yes. can watch Anybody it. Anybody can watch it if you have Netflix. Yes. <laughs> I – Jordan and I both watched it. I watched it and was glad I did. Yes. But it is – like, it sits with you. It's yeah, heavy. It is a heavy movie. Yeah. And I watched it by myself because I was like, I don't – I don't want to watch that. I was yeah. like, okay, I understand that. Yeah. Like, the trailers look heavy. Yeah. So. It was depressing. It's depressing. <laughs> but Adam Driver is oh my so good. He is so, so good. He's, is he up for supporting or lead? Lead, I'm pretty Who's sure. Who's he against? Do um, we know? Gosh. Uh, he is against Joaquin Phoenix. That, okay. So he's gosh. probably not going to win. But, like. He He's is so good. so good. He is He's, the reason. I ooh. can't get on board the Scarlett Johansson train, although I've heard if I see Jojo Rabbit, I might change my mind. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But <laughs> in Marriage Story, I just – and the other thing was I did not realize how Noah Baumbach, the creator of that film, he apparently writes perfectly. So none of that is improvised. So it feels improvised. Yes. It feels like – a couple actually arguing. So I kind of assumed that they improvised a lot of those scenes, but they didn't. It's apparently very strategically done and Noah Baumbach like writes it and then directs it perfectly. Um, but Adam Driver, this sold me on him forever. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like he is so good. Yeah. He's so good. And then when he's singing, oh gosh, I forgot what the song's called, but it's from Company at yes. the end. Yes. So good. Chills. Chills. Yeah. I was like, he should win, but he's not going to get it. Yeah. He's, I'm, somebody, I listened to the Ringer podcast. I don't know if you do. It's called Big Picture. Oh, uh-huh. I love it. And they were talking about how he will be, Adam Driver will be our generations like Robert De Niro, where he won't get an award until years from now, but he will consistently, he picks good projects. Yes. And he's really good in them all. Oh, he was so good. I will admit, so I did go see Joker. I have not seen Joker. That's another one that'll leave you unsettled. Like it, it, the trailers look unsettling. Yeah. So I'm like, I mentally need to get in a good spot yes. to watch it. Yeah. It is. Jordan and I went and saw it. It is intense. We left the theater, I think, truly feeling heavy. Like just like, oh God. And now Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix is excellent. He is transformative. Like I don't – and he does that in his roles. Right. Like, uh, he is an odd – an odd artist. And I hate to say this, but every time he does an accept, acceptance speech, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I, like, tense <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? Um, he, he gave such a powerful, truly horrifying performance. Like, and I think – it's interesting to look back and see how many guys who have played Joker mm-hmm. have been up for these awards because it is a, like it is an intense character to take on. Yes, and he is so like rail thin in this movie, and he does these odd dance moves. It is bizarre, but I did appreciate the movie. I will say, like, I appreciate 
I would not go see it again. It's okay. not, <laughs> one and done. <laughs> one and done. Um, but it is really good at what it's trying to do. I did not see The Irishman. I saw The Irishman. Mm-hmm. It is three and a half hours. <laughs> it's really done. It is. Did you watch it in one sitting? I watched it in one sitting. I was very tempted to break it up, but I was mm-hmm. like, no, I want this to be over with. Okay. I'm sorry for Irishman fans. <laughs> I did not like that movie okay. like at all. Okay. So three and a half hours, she won't get back. No, and it's nominated for like 10 Oscars. It didn't win any of the Globes. Mm. It didn't win, that I recall. I don't think it won a single one. I think it was shut out. I don't think, it it just, it is long and, you know, and I, I love, I like a mob movie. Yeah. Love The Godfather. Yeah. Love The Godfather too. Uh Uh-huh. So it's not like I'm, I don't like that sort of genre. Right. It is just a long movie and it, to me, it felt like there are these parts where they're just like going back and forth. Like, well, you said this about me and you said this about me. And I'm like, this feels like high school, except like death is the stakes, (laughs) not just. Yeah, the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher. I was just like, I just want this to be over with. Okay. I'm going to skip that one then because I have hesitated because of the length. And then I read that like Variety or somewhere tells you like where you can split it if you want to watch it in two sittings. Yeah. But I think. It is just not appealing to me at all. And I, like you, I will watch a mob movie. Yeah. I will watch a suspense movie. But I that one did not appeal to me. Um, so I think I'll skip it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're missing. But I mean, yeah. there are people that, like I was in New York this past weekend. And we were with this, you know, guy or whatever. And he was talking about like this movie and he just adored it okay and i was like there are fans (laughs) fans. okay this is like good for me to see like there are people that are really behind it i am not one of them (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we are in this book club together you are hosting this month yes and we decided one thing i do like to do when we get the award shows and i like to do this just as a person but as a reader i like to try to see like what books could i read that relate to these movies so that's kind of what you did for our book yes. club so you narrowed it down to three books which i narrowed were, it down to three books i <laughs> i did do the book on the irishman funny okay. enough but it's called i heard you paint houses and it's written by the, I'm pretty sure it's written by the investigator of the case. Which it sounded, that was what I voted for. Yeah, no, I think the book yeah. sounds good. And yeah. all the reviews are pretty good. Okay. And I think it's only like 300 something pages. So it didn't okay. feel like too big of a book. Yeah. Like I I thought that sounded interesting. And then um, the second one I did was Caging Skies. And that's based on, or Jojo Rabbit is based on okay. that book. And it looks very interesting. Um, the reviews I have read have been very polarizing. Like okay. people either hate it or okay. they love it. I think that's true of the movie too. Really? I feel like most people I know have gone and seen Jojo Rabbit and think it's amazing and they love it. But I have heard there's no in-between reviews. Like I feel like yes. either they either people really love it and think you should go see it or people hate it. Yes. So, and so that's how the book seemed to fall. And then I made the assumption that everybody's read Little Women in yeah. our book club. Yeah. I think that was a fair assumption. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't, read it. <laughs> um, and so uh, we did a – then the book that ultimately won was this retelling by Virginia Cantra. That's right. Called um, Meg and Joe. Joe. Yep. That's right. just okay. Yeah. But did you read it? I'm like – 75% through. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So our book club, we pick three, the hostess picks three books and then we vote. And so we did like this award show theme, which I can't wait to discuss. But I, Megan Joe is this retelling and then the author's going to do another book called, I want to say Beth and Amy right. or Amy and Beth. I right. can't remember. And it's fine. It's, 
it's not as good to me as some other modern retellings. Like um, there's a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice, Eligible by Curtis Sinfeld that I really liked. But I thought I would go through and talk about like if you saw or liked some of these movies, what would you like to read? So The Irishman, I Heard You Paint Houses, that is on my list now. Yeah, I think it looks like, like if you're looking to read a nonfiction that sounds engaging, I think this could be a good option for you. Okay, so that one's on my list. Then when it comes to Jojo Rabbit, Caging Skies is the one that the movie is based on. I also thought of We Were the Lucky Ones, which we read as a book club. Oh, did we? I think we read it as a book club years ago. I don't even know if you were in book club. I don't club. think I was yet. Um, but it is excellent. It was a one-book selection for our community well, two or three years ago. Um, it's by Georgia Hunter. It's a good World War II novel. But I also then thought the Jojo Rabbit story really turns the stereotypical World War II drama on its head a little bit uh-huh. and kind of plays with it. And so there's a new book out by Alice Hoffman called The World That We Knew. I have not read it, but Lucy read it and loved it because it's not really your traditional war novel. Instead, the author, Alice Hoffman, um, she is known for doing like some magical realism. And there is that added element that Lucy said was just really unusual and unique and original. And that reminded me then, if you... If you like Jojo Rabbit, I'm going to assume that's what you really are looking for is some sense of originality and kind of turning a topic on its head. Then, okay, this book I think you would be interested in too. I thought of Joker and I was like, what book could you possibly read that would prep you for a Joker other than like a comic Comic, book? right. And I thought there is a book about villains called I Wear the Black Hat. It's by Chuck Klosterman. Klosterman? I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. But it looks so interesting. And Knox McCoy from the podcast talks about Chuck Klosterman a lot. And I am just really curious because this book is apparently all about movie and pop culture villains and also real life villains and like why we're obsessed with them. I I could be into that. Yeah. And I I think even um, Jordan has a nephew. We have a nephew. He's, I don't know, three, maybe four. And he loves bad guys. Like that's all he cares about is like when he watches movies. And and I think as a family, the family is almost like, is this okay? Like that that he only likes bad guys. But I think there is something in us. Yeah, that kind of the bad guys like their characters are very well built, yes. and so you're drawn to them. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I'm curious about that book. It's called I Wear the Black Hat. And then I was thinking of Little Women because I think Meg and Joe. It'll be an interesting one to discuss. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting about it because I think Joe is like a food blogger. Yeah, and Meg is a stay at home mom, and I think it'll be interesting for us to talk about where we would have put. Them. Yes. Yes. Where we would have put them. Um, and, and Amy and Beth, for that matter, yes. too. Like, it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about so it. So I think everybody. it'll be a good discussion, and that's what I love about book club. But I, for Backlist Book Club on the podcast, we are going to be reviewing March by Geraldine Brooks. And March tells the story, basically the story relating to Little Women, but from the dad's perspective. Oh, that Which I think could be really good. So we're reading that for Backlist Book Club. I got to get on it. We're going to talk about it in March. Um, But it's called March by Geraldine Brooks. Uh, My favorite book about Little Women so far has been Meg, Joe, Beth, Amy. And it's by Anne Boyd Rue. And she is a professor at like Tulane or something somewhere in, in Louisiana. But this book was such a good commentary on Little Women and why it still matters what it means, you know, what, how it might have been written differently in the modern era, really themes of feminism. And so I 
I really loved that book. It's called Meg, Joe, Beth, Amy. And then I thought about Marriage Story because uh, – yeah. Did you read Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff? No, I did not. I think you would like that book a lot. But when I was watching Marriage Story, I immediately thought of Fates and Furies. And I immediately thought of A Separation by Katie Kitamura. She wrote this book about a woman and a husband and a wife who separate. And the woman kind of goes off on her own. And it was – I'll be honest with you. Like books like that are hard for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's not like I have triggers or anything. I just – they're heavy. They're heavy. They're, yes, they're, they're heavy. They're heavy. And But a book I really did like, and I heard somebody compare this book to – it's some show called maybe Catastrophe, I think, on TV. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. But anyway, the book is called State of the Union. Okay. And it is by uh, Nick Hornby. It is little. Like it is – I don't know. Like almost more a novella than a novel. And apparently it's also a television show with the woman from Gone Girl, Rosamund Pike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I'm ready to see her in stuff I again. Know. I feel she's, like I don't. She's good. Yeah, and yes. she doesn't come up a lot. So anyway, so she is in this show that is based on the book A Marriage Story. I'm sorry, State of the Union. And the show is called State of the Union. But it reminds me a lot of A Marriage Story because A Marriage Story, you're getting kind of both perspectives. Yes. And Do you know the show The Last Five Years? No. It's a beautiful play. So it, it's a um, little backstory. It's like the perspectives at different points in time. So okay. The male perspective at the end, the woman's perspective at the beginning. Okay. And there's this like brief minute where they're at the same place at the same time. And then it goes, Fun. and it reminded me of that. Okay. The music of that show is beautiful. Was Anna Kendrick in the movie? Yeah, don't that? watch that. Oh. <laughs> Watch that, but okay. If you if you ever see that show, okay, it's a good one to see. Okay, so I really like that idea of getting these different viewpoints. Even yes. did you even the trailers for a marriage story were two different oh, perspectives. Yes, I thought yes. that was so smart. Yes, me too. So clever. So State of the Union takes this marriage and it looks at the marriage. Every chapter is a therapy session, like before and after a therapy session. So I thought that was really original and unique and very much reminded me of A Marriage Story. I have to say, I do like how A Marriage Story ended. Okay, I did too. I thought I it was thought good. that was good. It's a, it's one of those, it's a quiet movie. Yes. So like if you're looking for like a pretty wrapped up bow kind of film, this isn't really for you. But at the same time, you did get to see them come together right. at the end. Yes. Um, and I... Hopefully, no spoilers, but there is a scene toward the end where Adam Driver is like reading something aloud to his yeah, kid. Uh, that's that's a brutal scene. <laughs> I mean, crying, I was crying. Yes. I was like, this is so. It was so. He's so touching. good. He's he is so, so good. good. <laughs> he's so good. I wish he would win. I wish Saoirse Ronan would Me win. Me too. That's who I wish would <sighs> win too. She's. Awesome. She's so good She's as Joe. Awesome. I listened to an interview with Greta Gerwig. I didn't want to spend too much of our time today talking about right. little women because I feel like I know you've already I've done, done it till like- I'm blue in the face. But she was Greta Gerwig was saying that Saoirse Ronan not only pretty much demanded to be Joe, like when she found out Greta was doing it, yeah. she basically said, "I have to play Joe." But then she also like showed up to help with costumes. Like she showed up, she was so invested in the story. And that really just, I don't know, broke my heart. Like I just loved it so much that she was so invested in the actual story. And I, and it's not just that. Yeah. She's so good in it. Her work is excellent. She's She's so good. She's 25. I know. 
gosh. She's 25. Um, She is being, if Adam Driver is like our Robert De Niro, I have heard that she is going to be our Meryl Streep. She's, oh, she's so good. She is so good. That monologue in the attic. Because it like starts out like this like female empowerment sort of thing. And then at the end when she admits she's lonely. When she says I'm so so lonely. lonely. Oh my gosh. Same, but it's so good. Yeah, it's so So good. Um, Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. For talking this is so fun. about the Oscars. <laughs> um, I cannot wait. So the Oscars are going to be on February 9th. I always do. I'm already thinking about food puns. It's like. Yes, oh, me too. Me too. So, um, so it should be fun. Watch them and um, let us know what you think and who you want to win in our Instagram post about this episode. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at BookshelfTville, and all the books we've talked about on today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Productions for sound and editing, and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Okay. I forgot to tell you, but I'm going to ask you what you're reading. Oh, okay. So what are you reading this week? So I'm finishing um, our book club book, mm-hmm. and then I'm actually reading the book I got at our Christmas exchange, oh, which yeah. is The Shell Seekers by, yeah. oh gosh, I knew I would blank, um, Rosamund Pilcher. Maybe? Okay, that's right. It's really good. Okay. So I, I feel like that. I've got one that I'm like, eh. Yeah. And then I've got one that I really like. Okay. Yes. I'm curious about that one. I am reading a new book. It's not out yet. It's called Superhost. And I'm reading it because I just finished a couple books I really loved. And I was like, let me try something lighter. And a jury's out for me, but I think it could be good. It's like set in London about basically an Airbnb host. Oh, interesting. And I, okay. and I think it's going to take a rom-com turn, but I'm not sure. So anyways, jury's out, but it's called Superhost. And that's what I'm reading right now. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving us a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free shipping on all your online orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We are so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.